Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. And yet another edition of Growing in Grace, established in grace. That's what we hope for your life. I'm Mike Kapler along with Joel Brzezinski. And how are you doing this week, Mr. Joel? Oh! Things are going really good. I've been tithing to my church. The windows of heaven have been opened, and I have become rich. And it's like I won the lottery. Those old covenant passages, I'm taking them figuratively and literally. (laughs) I'm rolling in the dough, man. I'm rolling in the dough. I'm glad that's working out for you. I just started tithing last week, too, and I'm already rolling in the dough. Probably got yourself a new Mercedes or Cadillac. You're driving that around, too? Got a jet airplane, man, <laughs> just to get me across town, even. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we've been talking about tithing, what it really was designed to be under the old covenant, and how we're not under that anymore, under the new. We're not trying to say, you know, that we want to give you a reason or an excuse not to give. That's not what this is about at all, even though I know that's what some people are going to read into this. So stay with us here, because this week we finally, after after three weeks of talking about the tithe, we're going to talk a little bit more about New Covenant giving and where we are at now today. We touched on it a little bit last week, but more so today. Yeah, and one thing that um, really stands out to me, uh, something that sticks out to me when I think about New Covenant giving, is that it's not guilt-based. For every time, well, I can't say this happens to me anymore, but it used to be when I would hear that the pastor was going to be talking about giving, I would suddenly, and I was even tithing at the time, I would get this guilty feeling because I always felt like I wasn't giving enough. Something about New Covenant giving, as with looking at our identity in Christ and who we are in Him, is that giving is not meant to be guilt-based. We should not feel guilty for how much we give or lack in giving. But rather, when we talk about New Covenant giving, it comes not from obligation, as we talked about last week a little bit, but it comes from our heart. What is our heart's desire? Can can we uh, search our own hearts, so to speak, and decide cheerfully in our heart what we desire to give? There are all kinds of things to give to, and this is one thing that overwhelmed me in the past, because I saw a need here, I saw a need there, I saw people needing food, I saw churches needing money, I saw ministries needing money, and I thought to myself, man, I can't just give to all of these things, and and I used to feel guilty because I couldn't give the money that I wanted to, all the things that I wanted to give money to. But over the years, I've realized that we, the church, we're a body. It's not meant to be that one person provides for everybody else, but rather as a body, we provide for one another. And so the ministries that need money, the starving people that need money, the the way that giving happens is that we collectively as a body support one another. It's not up to me to try to fulfill every need out there or to think that I need to give more and more and more and more so that all these things can be provided for. But as a body, we're meant to support one another. And so that has uh, helped me 
to realize that as an individual, I'm part of a generous body, and we uh, we help one another out. Yeah, I mean that's that's really what this is all about now under the new covenant. Look, if you're struggling right now financially, money is hard to come by. Maybe your um, expenses are high right now for various reasons. You had medical issues, trying to put kids through their education. You got locked into a high interest rate on your mortgage. It could be a million different reasons. I can't go into all of them, but you get the idea. But you're, you're practically on the, the paycheck to paycheck thing. You might even be on the verge of bankruptcy. And you know, you're trying to give that 10% because that's what you've been taught all your life. 10% of your income to your church because, uh, frankly, you've been intimidated into believing that you're cursed if you don't do it or you'll be blessed if you do. And if those are your reasons for trying to, to give, tithe or whatever you want to call it, then you're not, you're not being a good steward of your money. And again, go back to our previous programs over the last three weeks talking about tithing. So we're not going to use the word tithe under the new covenant. Okay, that, that was part of the Mosaic law that was done away with and replaced with something better. That doesn't mean that we stop giving, but we do it in a different way than what they did under the old covenant. My point here, though, Joel, is that if somebody is out there struggling and, and giving 10% because they think they're going to be blessed if they do or cursed if they don't, then they're missing the mark, and um, we want to free you up from that. <laughs> where else where else are you going to hear that, that if, if you're giving 10%, you're not being a good steward of your money? <laughs> but it's true. It's true. Well, what, what they're, you, they're neglecting their, they're neglecting perhaps their families exactly. being neglected, though, Joel. Yeah, exactly. And that's good. I mean, that's the thing. You know, uh, people in the church are, are going to be preaching, if you're not giving your 10%, then you're not being a good steward of your money. But really, if you've got other expenses and you're barely getting by, and at the same time, you're trying to scrape up 10% to give to, to a good thing. If, if you enjoy giving to your church and, and you want to help your church, that's a good thing to want to do that. But if you're, like you say, Cav, if, if someone's neglecting the other things in life, uh, then that really is being a poor steward uh, of their money because there are so many things in their own lives that they need to take care of. Like you said, there could be all kinds of things like a child's education and uh, other things that need to be taken care of. And there are other circumstances in people's life. Um, I've used the example in the past where you got two families making exactly the same amount of money, but both families have completely different circumstances. Maybe one has large medical bills. Maybe one has uh, you know, a child uh, who's going to be married. And those are not cheap, those weddings, as you know, Cap. You might have a high mortgage. You might have um, high taxes or, or, or whatever. There are all kinds of situations where one family has relatively few expenses. The other family making the exact same amount of money. They got daycare expenses. They got college expenses, all these things. You can't expect both to take 10% of their gross income and think that that's the same. The point in all of this is that we're all different. We all have different circumstances. We're not meant to be expected to all give the same percentage, but rather as a body, as the body of Christ, we look around and, and there are some people who they're doing so poorly, you know, financially speaking, they need to be the people who are on the receiving end of giving rather than someone telling them they need to give 10% of their income. So the whole idea that we're, we need to all give the same amount, that's just not of God. I don't believe it's of God at all. Yeah, and as we quoted before, Paul instructing the uh, Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 9, 
uh, God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you having always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. Before that, he said, let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or out of need, for God loves a cheerful giver. And, and that's, that's new covenant giving right there. And there's a, there's a place for that in all of our lives. There's also a place, as you were talking about, Joel, for, for people to receive who are in need, who are in the body of Christ. And so somebody might be asking, all right, well, you, know, you guys are way out there, and look, how's the, how is the church going to survive if people aren't being told to tithe? I think there's a lot of different ways to answer this. All, all we're trying to do is share the truth with you, okay? We're just here to share the truth, and so to suggest that by telling people the truth, the church won't survive, I, I don't believe that for a minute. I think there are a lot of ways for the church to survive. Just like a lot of other nonprofit organizations out there that aren't necessarily ministries per se, uh, they aren't churches, uh, but they survive because of donations from people, and there's no reason why the church can't do that too. And and there's a, probably a lot of creative ways to do it through um, the sale of different things, and and I mean there's just a, a host of different ways that the church can survive without having to teach tithing. I agree with you, and and looking at that passage in Second Corinthians nine. If you think about it, Paul, was he starts off the chapter by saying, Now concerning the ministering to the saints. So he's talking to the Corinthians, the Corinthian church, about ministering to other, other saints. Those other saints were on the receiving end of the Corinthian giving. Those saints who were being given to by the Corinthians, they weren't asked to give. They weren't asked to tithe. They were on the receiving end. So here's a classic example of the body helping each other out. At that time, the saints that Paul is talking about needed people to give to them, needed people to minister them through giving. The Corinthian church stood up and did that. There could have been another time when the Corinthian church was needy, and Paul would have had some other people say, could you provide for this other church? The point being, again, that uh, that whole chapter shows and, you know, Paul never mentions tithing in that. He just says, let each of you give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. That's really what it's about. It's about being a cheerful giver and uh, helping one another. And it comes back to what our Growing in Grace podcast is based on, Joel, understanding our new identity in Christ. Because what we were just talking about there from Second Corinthians chapter 9, being able to purpose in your own heart, what you want to give. God loves a cheerful giver. He's able to make all grace abound toward you and, and have sufficiency in all things. Listen, the, the spirit of giving is the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. God loved so much that, that he gave his only begotten son. We, as children of God, have this quality built into us. It's, it's a part of who we are now. It's, it's a part of that new identity we have in Christ. And as we learn more about that, realize who we are, grow in it, abound in it, be established in it. I'm, I'm telling you, Joel, that people will give, and not because they have to, but just because it's a part of who they are. And I think the Spirit, and we, we in the Spirit who are one, uh, and He lives in us, uh, don't you think that He will be able to guide and direct people to, to give in a way that will cause all sufficiency to be had? Yeah, I agree, and I, I think you're right that it is built into us. We all have this desire 
to give of ourselves to other people in, in all kinds of different ways. For each of us, it's different. But I think we've been so burdened with this idea that we have to give or that we have to give a certain amount. We've been so burdened with that that when we think about giving, it's, it's become such a, a, you know, a burdensome thing for us. But if we could shed all of that obligation stuff and, again, just look to who we are in Christ and the Spirit of God who indwells us, and we could look at it all with a clean slate, so to speak, not from a tithing perspective, not from an obligations perspective or anything like that, not grudgingly, but if we could wipe the slate clean and just say, here I am, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start over today, and uh, I can look at my own life, I want to give, and I can see the various ways in which I'm able to give to other people. And, and I think that will free us up in such a huge way to be the generous givers that God has made us to be. And with all that said, that's going to wrap up this Tithing Tension series here on Growing in Grace. We do hope that you enjoyed this, that there were some uh, things to think about, maybe some food for thought. And of course, our goal here is to free people up. Our hope, as always, is to encourage and to build up. So hopefully uh, there's been some of that going on during the last few weeks. Moving on with some other great stuff as we grow in the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.